Welcome, folks, to The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. I'm Dr. Bud Marr. And we are coming to you live from these United States of America here in Des Moines, Iowa, where we both work for Mercy College of Health Sciences, who underwrites the show. I am the Senior Advisor for Mission Initiatives and the Director for the Center for Human Flourishing. Bud, what do you do out at Mercy? I'm the Associate Provost, and both of us were able to participate in commencement festivities last Friday, which is, I don't know, one of the highlights of the year at the college. Like Just as with any institution throughout the year, you deal with various obstacles and different difficult conversations and whatnot. But to get to that point... And to see so many, I'll say young, bright, young professionals like entering medical professions, it was great to see. Absolutely. MCHS.edu, just as, as we, of course, said, we've wrapped up uh, this spring semester. We have a summer semester in full swing coming up soon. But, of course, I think a lot of people are looking uh, for fall, mchs.edu, to see the many programs that we are still enrolling uh, for you to uh, get into. Uh, like we said, Mercy College underwrites our show. We're very grateful for that. And, Bud, like you said, the, yeah. the gratefulness of being able to celebrate um, the next uh, wing uh, of, uh, of, of people who are going to go into the profession and help people on the ground. Uh, it's wonderful to be up there. I don't know if Bud and I, on looks alone, deserve to be up on the <laughs> stage, but it's very uh, grateful to be up there to see all the students, to hear. Uh, we had uh, wonderful speakers, yeah. uh, especially student speakers, and um, everybody kept pointing out the crowd was huge and a bit rowdy, but I think that's <laughs> precisely because that's the first time in two years we got to gather together in person to celebrate the graduates. I was a proud academic because whenever you invite students to speak at commencement, it's the students are usually great, but like not many of us are called to public speaking. <laughs> uh, but these two students that we were invited up were just wonderful. Um, one told the story of uh, her her daughter being diagnosed with a serious illness at a young age and how for the last you know decade of, of her life it's really been caring daily through sacrificial ways for her daughter but kind of walking to the point of um, entering like I said a medical profession so it was an amazing testimony absolutely and just so people know um, <laughs> Bud and I uh, everybody remarked that it's unfair that we we get practice in public speaking with being on the radio. So I want to thank everyone who makes Iowa Catholic Radio possible, makes our show possible, but also very good practice to go up there on stage and uh, properly approach a microphone and speak into it where people can understand you. So, you know, just on the technical training alone uh you know that's one positive uh for us being on the air. I navigated the microphone all right. I think the one thing I need to work on next year is when the students come up, they hand you a note card with like how to pronounce their name and what degree they're getting. And at one point, the note card pile got too high and sort of got away from me. But <laughs> always room for improvement. That's right. Well, we do. We need to do. We need more of a, a note card situation here mm -hmm. uh, in the studio, uh, just passing back and forth That's about right. what to say. Uh, today we'll continue our uh, series on sacrificial leadership. But we'll go a different route. Uh, we're going to talk about followership, actually. We're going to talk about obedience and follow followership. Not only that leaders, of course, need people to follow them, but how leaders themselves must learn to follow and who they need to follow. And I think it's a good way to sort of um, tie together what we've been talking here in the Lent, Easter, and Divine Mercy season to talk about leadership 
in a in a way that most of us will first approach it, which is to say we learn to be good followers, and by being good followers, uh, we set ourselves up to be leaders when the occasion calls. So that's what we're going to talk about uh, today. Um, it's a wonderful day to have you guys uh, listening to us because even though it's May, it hasn't quite uh, become uh, wonderful to run around outside, at least here in the Des Moines metro. So hopefully you can be uh, snuggled inside one more time to hear us. Hopefully soon you'll be rocking us, uh, jamming out to us uh, on speakers outdoors. But thank you for listening to this show. This is The Uncommon Good. Bob Bonner, Dr. Budmar joining this Wednesday, Wednesday, and we'll be back right after this. At Intervisions Healthcare, we see patients with unplanned pregnancies from ages 12 to 43. An unplanned pregnancy is traumatic at any age. For that reason, we specialize in educating, encouraging, and empowering vulnerable and at-risk mothers facing an unexpected pregnancy with the medical information and services necessary for them to make an informed decision. For more information on the free medical services at Intervisions Healthcare or to support our mission or become a volunteer, visit IVHcare.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular seasonal and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, joinserra.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bows and the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. St. Vincent de Paul helps so many people. You're right, Zoe. St. Vincent de Paul Executive Director Steve Havman here. We are serving over 32,000 local residents with food, clothing, furniture, and financial assistance annually. We invite you to learn more about all of our life-changing programs that positively impact so many Iowans by simply Googling St. Vincent de Paul of Des Moines. Our mission is to help those in need become self-sufficient through education, community connectedness, and unconditional support. Help us help others. Even kids! Back with the Uncommon Good. Bob Bonner, Dr. Budmar, joining you this Wednesday. Wonderful to have you with us. Thank you for listening to the show. We're talking about uh, what we've been talking about this year in 2022, Bud. We've been talking about sacrificial leadership as aspects of the common good. What does it mean uh, that we should expect our leaders to imitate Christ? What is the difference that following Jesus makes in what our leaders look like in the church, in our apostolates, and when we Catholics go out into the world? So, Bud, we really have talked about a long arc of about what, it, what constitutes leadership, especially in the sacrificial key. But in some ways, um, this I don't want to say this wraps up uh, one section, because, of course, one of the things we're going to be talking about is to bring up saints particularly as examples of leaderships, uh, of, as leaders imitating Christ and extrapolate from there. But if you were thinking of this in terms of how we're presenting the argument this is somewhat of a bookend. We're sort of tying back all that we've spoken of by getting back to the beginning, which is to say most of us don't start as leaders. 
Um, I know when you're a little kid, currently have a three-year-old, uh, they kind of think they're being the leaders, <laughs> but uh, not quite starting as leaders. Actually, leadership gets started in good followership, which I don't actually think is a, a real word, uh, but our good friend Dave Dalio, uh, he's talked about this before when he's talked with his students, that followership in many ways is the prerequisite to ending up being a good leader. And if you go back all the way to where we started this discussion, ultimately what a leader is is someone who knows a destination people need to get to and how to get them there. So part of how we learn to be leaders, to get people to where they're going, is to begin with being good followers. Uh, And one more time, we turn back to the second chapter of Philippians, right? Where Jesus, that where we talk about him emptying himself and all this, this is where we get our theory of leadership— But what does it say in that very text? That he was obedient unto death, even death on a cross. So maybe one more time, bud. When we talk about sacrificial leadership or pouring yourself out, and now we're talking about being a good follower or being obedient, it's important for us to first start out and say what we're not commending is being a doormat. So how do we talk about followership and obedience without it devolving into be a doormat and just do what someone else says. This is an interesting conversation in our time. And actually, in sharing this example, I don't want to stir up, like, I think, tired debates. But it is instructive. So over the last couple of years, as our society has had, like, different kind of disagreements about how we organize our life together, on social media, I've seen these memes that criticize sheeple, like... um Persons who are like sheep, they're just sort of like blind followers. And there's something ironic to that because in the Gospels, (laughs) one of the primary metaphors for the follower of Jesus is sheep. Like this is used over and over, and like the sheep hear the shepherd's voice, etc. So, how do we prudentially understand this? Where, like, I think the meme is getting at something important, which is to say, like, there are times in life where we have to swim against the stream or go against the flow. And yet, to be a good disciple, I mean, this it's just pretty much undebatable. There is a certain level of docility to it. I think the key, bow is do you hear the shepherd's voice? Mm-hmm. Like, there is a way in life where we can be jerked around and manipulated by people in power. But as, as Christians, um, as disciples, we are always asking, what does it mean to follow well, and who should I follow? Where are we going with Christ? Like, the ultimate destination is is heaven or the kingdom of God. And, you know, there are times where I think we'll be wrongly derided as sheeple, because what Jesus was warning against, I think, is, like, there is a way where you can be the shepherd, but ironically, you end up a kind of slave, like a slave to your own desires or a slave to um, the machinations of the world. And, you know, there's this whole thread in the Gospels about, like, you can build a great kingdom for yourself— and yet forfeit your entire soul. You know, you've seen the bumper sticker, he who dies with the most toys wins. I mean, that's just a bald-faced lie. So that kind of that kind of sets the table. The question is, um, again, like, where are we going? And to that end, whose voice are we listening to? I think that is paramount to what we're getting at. You think of the phrase that Jesus commands, take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. Now, the following, of course is what we're getting at, good followership, obedience. But I think sometimes people forget the take-up part. So one of the things I want to throw out is obedience and followership properly understood is quite opposite to just going with the flow. 
Obedience is actually a specific action. You can't accidentally be obedient. So this is step one. You cannot accidentally be obedient. People act like that's the case. In fact, they render obedience but as somehow like a giving up of having will or choosing. Oh, you just obeyed. But that's incorrect. Obedience fundamentally is something you, as an individual, must decide to do. Obedience is an action. So you must say, I will take up my cross and follow this Christ. I am going to follow. It is my choice. Followership and obedience are quite distinct, if not opposite, to just going with the flow, just being mindless, etc., etc. And so I think part of this is exactly what you say. It matters which shepherd and which voice we hear and follow, which means even if we don't know exactly the destination, which is why we're following someone else, we must have an idea of where we want to go, something else that's on you. You might not, and, and this is something that is sort of recursive as you're going along. Is this really where we're going? Is this what I want? But then in, one more time with that whole phrase, pick up your cross, take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross. So many times, but I think when we're actually being disobedient or just going with the flow, is we want to follow people that promise uh, a, a way to get somewhere with, with no cross, with no difficulty at all. I mean, even if you're like going on a journey that's just a fun time, like, <laughs> you know, you and, uh, and me and some other guys have talked about, what if we all go to the College uh, World Series this year? Wouldn't that be fun? Well, we have to get in the car. We have to get gas. We have to make provisions. We have to drive I-80, which could make any grown man cry at some <laughs> point. Uh, but the idea, of course, is if, we, if I act like, oh, well, we're going to get there and every moment will be fun and it'll all be equally enjoyable, even something like that, it would be silly to act like you don't have to make provisions, you don't have to do something, you don't have to put forth the effort. So part of being an obedient and good follower is to take responsibility, have the act of being obedient, but also being realistic. If there's not some cross you must take up in order to get to where you want to go, um, you're lying to yourself, you're being hoodwinked, uh, or you're being self-delusional. Yeah, on the show a lot, we talk about language drift, and we have to be careful with this because in our culture, love is often framed sentimentally, and obedience is framed as like blind submission, and and neither is the case. As you say, it's an act of the will. I think Jesus, when he when he called people to follow him, he was very straightforward about this. Like one gospel passage that I've always really appreciated and found challenging is he says like, no one builds a house without counting the cost first, or or there's no military commander who goes into battle without saying, what do I need? And yet in the spiritual life, we so often do this. We just kind of like jump into things straight. Um, Now I I brought this up a couple weeks ago, but this, there's a paradox here. And I think we have to get to the heart of the paradox to understand what we're being called to, because Jesus also is upfront with his followers that there's no path to the resurrection or glorification apart from the cross. And in fact, when St. Peter tries to separate the two, we have probably one of the harshest responses of Jesus where he says, get behind me, Satan, where, mm-hmm. you know, like he's, he, he's telling them, like, I have to go to Jerusalem to suffer and die. And, and Peter sort of wants a Messiah without that specific path. Now, the paradox is, to most of us and our natural sensibilities, that sounds like an insane 
thing to take off. You know, sometimes if we start with the idea of martyrdom, it seems nearly impossible. And yet Jesus tells his followers, um, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And I, th- I think the truth of that is in if we, if we reject the voice of the shepherd and if we go a different path, we're basically um, subject to the survival of the fittest. We end up with kind of a Nietzschean sort of like um, the, the power of the strongest is what rules the day. And paradoxically, that's actually a more burdensome place to be in than otherwise because, A, you're ultimately probably going to lose the game. But B, there's no glorification on the other side. Life is nasty, brutish, and short. And and so Jesus paints a different path. But in painting that path, he says, count the cost. If you do count the cost, and if you do take up your cross daily, paradoxically, you find that the yoke is lighter than what the world has to offer. I mean, and, and the, the last Nietzschean sense, you know, we, we talk about the sort of survival of the fittest, but also what Nietzsche forecasted is a world where all there is is competing resentment. And I'm I'm sorry to yeah. like open up that bag of worms right before uh, break, <laughs> but both like nearly all politics right now is driven by resentment, and resentment is a much harder road because if you don't have something positive for which you're going after, and you so to speak clear away the one demon, seven more are coming, and that's what we're seeing is resentment is actually a terrible road to take that ends fruitlessly, and so. The, the counter to resentment is self-sacrifice, and that's what we need out of followers and leaders. This is The Uncommon Good. Bob Bonner, Dr. Bud Marr. Stick around. We'll finish up this point right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dr. David Ball from Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-255-3546, dmisurgeons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Permar Security, a Catholic-owned family business providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. 515-244-5660. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. GoldenRulePHC.com.
Back with the Uncommon Good. Bob Bonner, Dr. Bud Mars, joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. To wrap up what we're talking about today, the fact that sacrificial leadership takes actual followership and obedience, that in Philippians 2, of course, we hear about kenosis, the self-emptying leadership we've been talking about all year, uh, but also that Christ himself was obedient unto death, even death on a cross. So obedience and followership constitutive of making leadership work. We talked in the last segment about what it means to be a good follower, because that's part and parcel of leadership working. There is no good leader without good followers, good disciples. But I think what we want to end on this note is to say, of course, leaders never really get past being followers. So, of course, you want to sort of raise from the ranks of good followers for people to be your good leaders. You don't want leaders to sort of just be people who sit on the sideline forever, and now all of a sudden they're leading. They, they need to know where they're going. They learn the ropes by being a good follower. But part of it is, even when you become a leader, there is no person on earth, even the Pope, even the, the most powerful uh, CEO or government official, no one ceases to be following something, being obedient to something. Even the most godless emperor is not ultimately just following his, you know, nothing. At worst, they're following their bad desires. They're being obedient to, you know, their uh, concupiscence. But that's not even the case. Most people are always trying to be obedient to an ideal, a a theory. Of course, what we want to say is what makes a good leader in this world is, of course, that they are obedient to Christ, and they follow his example, and they follow where he is, of course, going. So, but even here, when we sort of wrap these things around to say, most of us don't start off as leaders, we start off as followers, and then we find times in which we are called to lead, either in a permanent way or in a particular way at a moment in time. But even our leaders must always come back to this fact. They are followers first, and even in leadership must be obedient that act of will we talked about in the last uh, segment. Yeah, when you were talking, I was reminded of a phrase that I've heard sometimes from like business owners, and I don't think it's ill-intentioned, but they'll say things like, I loved getting to the place in my career where I didn't have to answer to anyone. And so <laughs> sometimes being a boss or ownership is kind of framed in those terms. But as you say, we are all answerable to something. And if the only thing that we're answerable to is our own desires, like, that's sort of a vision of, of, of hell, actually. And that's where, regardless of where we are in life, and I think especially if we're called to a leadership position with a lot of power, that's where really law comes into play. Because good law is really an expression of the divine will. We miss that, too, because we we live in a time and place where there are bad laws. And so sometimes laws just feel like an imposition. Like, it's something that just kind of constrains what I actually want to do. But the law properly conceived points us in the right direction. And so, again, I mean, we could belabor this point for a while, but ultimately we're all answerable to someone. I think in this question of followership, the central question is, who am I following? Whose voice do I hear? And that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the heart of prayer each day. We should Mm -hmm. be saying, am I open to God's voice? Prayer ultimately isn't sort of like, have I shared enough of my own concerns or wishes with God, but am I myself attentive to the voice of God in my life? Absolutely. Just Bud, right here at the end of the show, owning me, telling me (laughs) that I'm not praying enough. Good words. Thank you very much. This is the Uncommon Good. May Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, reign in our hearts, our families, our city, state, nation, world, solar system, galaxy, the whole kit and caboodle. This is the Uncommon Good, and we'll be back next week.
lot of folks want to be a part of the prayer life here on Iowa Catholic Radio, what are easy ways for them to do so? Yeah, you can mark your daily schedule. We pray the rosary on air, broadcast it at 6 in the morning, uh, 10 a.m., and then do the Divine Mercy Chapel at 2.55 in the afternoon. You can also pray the rosary anytime, anywhere, using the Iowa Catholic Radio app. And if you want to make sure to be a part of uh, the goings about and doings of Iowa Catholic Radio, either, uh, well, mostly out in the world at this point, you can go to iowacatholicradio.com. Of course, you can listen live, donate, all those good things, but also check up on these events. Some of the ones coming up, the Eucharistic Miracles of the World display, can be viewed at Christ the King Parish in Des Moines, uh, May 3rd through May 24th. The next Man Up West Power Lunch is Friday, May 13th at noon, St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. Jesse Weiler is scheduled to talk on the Mass, Chick-fil-A, all that good stuff, or you can bring your own. Uh, Iowa Catholic Radio welcomes uh, on uh, different points during uh, the Iowa uh, Event Center. So Iowa Catholic Radio welcomes Scotty McCreary, special guest Ali Colleen, to the Iowa Event Center Ballroom Sunday, July 24th. They welcome Skillet with special guest Dante Bowie to the Iowa State Fair Grandstand Thursday, August 11th at 8 p.m., and then welcomes comedian John Christ and friends with special guest Dusty Slay to the Iowa State Fairground Wednesday, August 17th at 8 o'clock, and then finally they welcome Ann Wilson to the Iowa State Fair Ann and Bill Riley stage Sunday, August 21st, 8 p.m., we're just the big welcoming committee of a lot of things going on. Uh, folks, we, of course, uh, want your prayers. We love the volunteers that help us out, but we also need your material support. So please keep us in mind. IowaCatholicRadio.com or call 515-223-1150 to talk about donations. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for all that you do for our ministry. Bud, uh, I hope you go out there and have a fun, obedient followership type day. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> And uh, I hope everybody out there uh, in Radioland uh, enjoys, um, you know, it's always about, you know, lemonade out of lemon. Just remember uh, that pretty soon it's going to be 95 degrees and today wasn't so bad. So this is The Uncommon Good, and uh, we'll be back next week. The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr is heard every week on wonderful Catholic stations like this one and anytime on podcast. Just search for The Uncommon Good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.